What's going on, everybody? Welcome to season two, episode 25 of the main stand. We have got a good one for you. Uh, most notably, I think the thing that's probably been at the top of the footballing world for the past couple of days has been the uh, Manchester City charges by the Premier League. And I think we're just going to talk right into that at the start of this episode, me being a resident city supporter. Uh, I've got some talking to do. I obviously have my own opinions, my own thoughts on the whole subject. Um, I think for me, logically, the way to do this is um, break down the charges, get Mission Josh's two cents about the whole situation, uh, give my two cents on the entire thing, and then kind of like uh, some closing remarks and then maybe I'll put my sky blue painted tin foil hat on for a couple of minutes at the end. Um, so we'll start with the overall, what are the charges? Um, so the Premier League have charged City with 115 different breaches of their, more or less like their financial code of conduct. You can, like, I'm, I'm not a a legal or financial expert by any means. I had to, to Google the Premier League rules PDF just like everybody else did when those charges came out and kind of do my best to uh, decipher them as I went through it. So this is this is just my understanding of it, and I'm going to try to provide a little bit of context for that. So basically, the Premier League are saying that for the course or over the course of the last nine-ish years, City have been dishonest with their financial reporting to the Premier League. They're basically more or less saying you guys, you know, you cooked the books, essentially. They're they're saying you lied about sponsorships, you lied about contracts, everything that your your CEOs and your financial team and your advisors have been signing off on and reporting to us over the last nine years is all a lie. You've been backdooring money, you've been disguising sponsorships as X, Y, and Z. Um and yeah, so over over the course of nine years, I think it's like 2011, 2013 or 12 to now, or last year, year before. The, the charges aren't 2023. I think it's like 2010 or 2011 to 2020, 2021. Um, yeah, there's all those charges against that. There's a, a broad range of them. Um, I I don't, you know, off the top of my head, know every single rule in the uh, in the Premier League book essentially. Um, I would love to kind of have that for you all, uh, but I, I, I just don't. I don't understand them that much. I know a lot of it has to do with uh, W82.1 is where it starts, and then all the other rules fall underneath that breach. Um, what I will say is we know there's going to be a private hearing, then none of this is going to be public, which is also kind of getting um, a lot of media attention, the fact that a lot of this is going to be done behind closed doors. There's not going to be reporters allowed. There's not going to be the public allowed. It's just going to be a behind closed doors trial. Um, more or less, my, my understanding is the trial is going to be the city is going to give all of the relevant documents needed to the Premier League that both helps and hurts their case. It's just everything that's required to be presented for this trial. And then the Premier League is going to do the same for City, they're going to examine the documents. They're both going to create their cases. And 
It's going to go to court, the, or not court, it's going to go before an independent panel, one of which needs to be a legal or financial expert. And then there's other two other members of this independent panel. Um, after the verdict, this is another, uh, a thing that has been kind of like a misconception I think I've seen on social media is that City or the Premier League won't be able to appeal the decision. And that's incorrect. They're, they can't appeal it. They just can't appeal it to like a third party, like an outside source, like how in the UEFA investigation, City said, we're not going to do your independent investigation. We'll just see you in court. And then they went to CAS, the court of, or court arbitration, a court of arbitration yeah. sport or something like that, whatever the acronym stands for. They went to CAS instead of doing the UEFA independent investigation. That's not, that can't happen here, but they can reappeal the verdict so can the premier league and then a new independent panel will be assembled documents will be sent once again back and forth and then another retrial can happen um so that's more or less like the, the broad overview of the trial um before i dive into like the city side of things josh mitch your thoughts when it all came out uh banter aside you know your thoughts when it all came out how do you guys feel about the whole case do you think city are absolutely rocked how do you guys see this going down do you think it'll be a done and dusted do you think it'll be really quick um i think it's going to go on for a couple of years before we finally get a verdict for this whole thing um but you know just get your guys's two cents in before i i continue to to talk here do you think it's um I saw a couple of kind of people talking about this. Do you think it'd be in city's best interest to, to ride this out and really stick to their guns or maybe take a, like a plea deal beforehand? <laughs> if that was uh, an option, would you take it? No, I think they should ride it out and stick to their guns. Okay. And I'll, you know, okay. explain why at the end. But uh, I, I think that it's, you know, the, the worst thing that can happen is, already been presented to them and the best case scenario is city completely clear their name from all of these financial doping allegations and if city are as confident internally as reports suggest i don't see any reason why they shouldn't take this to court and officially kind of put a rest to it people can have their say and have their opinions but if you know the court of law says they're innocent and you know they can kind of clear themselves of all these financial allegations and and all of this like hearsay about the investment that's in the club i don't see why they wouldn't i i, th I do think city's guilty even joking aside i think they're guilty i think it's clear that they've uh cheated or d done some shady numbers um with that being said i'm not gonna be the one that sits here and says like liverpool deserves titles as a result of this i think that's a little bit like you had the players on the field it is what it is we kind of just if there's any punishments that can be made as a result of it, I'd love to see those happen if it's true. But um, I, I do think there was shady shit going on. I mean, I think there's enough people that have gone at city in the past and I, I get there's like reasons for them to do so, which you're probably going to bring up here you know, later when you, when you put the city hat on a little bit, which is fair on your part. Cause you've had to deal with it for a while. Um, but I do think, the amount of investment in that club. I think especially the stuff that's shady is like the commercial revenue, like how much that has increased. And you're basically claiming that you have more commercial revenue than Liverpool and, and Manchester United, which I think is an outrageous um, comment that I'd love to see them try to back up the numbers for it. Cause 
they have the best people, you know, at their hands in terms of like if they did need to fudge up some numbers, they have the guys to do it. So it's going to be an all-time battle in court. And like you said, I think it's going to be a long, drawn-out process that we might not see the result of for years to come. But obviously, Mitch. we're obviously we're not talking about on-the-field things. So at the end of the day, this comes down to ownership running a business a specific way to gain a statistic advantage on the other end. I think we see it a lot in sports. I don't think this is something new. I think it's good to have a legal process in place and follow it out. And I hope that, you know, we joke about it enough and we've joked about it for a decade or more. There's got to be some truth to it if it's holding for that long, you know, one or two jabs and, and, you know, it's, it's water under the bridge, but we're a decade into city claiming these record breaking numbers. And, and obviously you see a huge shift in the quality of play over the last 10 years. So, it's worth looking into, and I'm interested to see how it plays out. I personally think they're guilty as well. Well, and also, like, let's not – I mean, <coughs> let's not pretend like it's not impossible they cheated either because, like, right. Juventus – I mean, Juventus did the same thing. They cooked the books multiple times. I mean, mm. after getting relegated to Serie C, I mean, they just got caught again, 15-point deduction. So people at this level of sport, especially football in Europe, are totally capable of this um, and be naive to think that – people at clubs wouldn't do this to their advantage right <laughs> i i do think that there's certainly some truth in some of the claims i think the the mancini contract stuff from 2012 is a little damning i do think we'll, we'll city will get rocked for that one um that just seems like it's true unfortunately i i do can think i add that something was... in really quick pat and i'll let you finish I, yeah. I do want to, like, I kind of just slam City. I do think Pep is clear of all this. I think I don't think anyone internally, Pep and his team included, knew anything if there was shady stuff going on. This is a, a really strict Astros-Alex Cora situation, if you if you ask me. Yeah. I, would agree. I just had to get that in because I, I wanted Pat to know that I'm not against Pep. Uh, yeah. Just City as an, an, an institution in its whole. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, pretty, I mean, I like um, uh Yeah, and I, I do think that the Mancini stuff is a little damning. I think it's going to be really tough to clear that one. Ironically enough, uh, somebody I never would have thought went to bat for City, or would see, I would see go to bat for City, went to bat for City in an interview. Uh, Yaya Torre's agent cleared the air that uh, he and Yaya Torre never received any illegal payments from City, which is... Uh, hilarious if you think about Yaya's relationship with the club in the last couple of years and how how Selig felt as a whole uh, about the organization and about Guardiola I do think that's very funny um, but yeah so now to maybe not put the blue hat on but to give the, the the city side of things a little perspective from the fan side a perspective that maybe you don't necessarily see not being a fan of the club or or not reading the whole picture or the meat, you know, a lot of people like to read meme headlines and think they have an understanding of, of what's going on. I, I did 
enough of my due diligence to, you know, give another side of the coin with this whole thing. Um, so City are confident. Uh, reports from Sam Lee, who's uh, an athletic reporter, definitely, you know, in terms of stuff relating to City, he's the number one guy. Uh, City are not panicking. Internally, there are no fires being being put out. They are not worried at all. Um, and it's a similar mood to the UEFA case. They're confident that they're going to come out on top of this thing and officially clear their name. Um, and to just draw some parallels to the UEFA case, this is exactly what UEFA brought to the table in uh, their first investigation, which was taken to CAS, and uh, we won. And the exact uh, thing from that here, let me, uh, I, I have it on my phone so I can read the exact statement from CAS. So we're all on the same page here. Uh, so section, section J289, conclusion. In view of all of the above, there is no doubt that Etsy had fully complied with its payment obligations toward MCFC and that MCFC rendered the contractually agreed services to Etihad in return. The majority of the panel finds that Etihad sponsorship agreements are presumed to be negotiated at fair value and that MCFC, HHSM, AUDG, and Etihad are considered not to be related parties. The Etihad sponsorship agreements were legally binding contract. There is no evidence that agreements were backdated or that MCFC otherwise retrospectively tried to cover up any alleged violations following the publication of the leaked emails uh, in reference to the Der Spiegel case, which kind of set this chain in motion. Um, and yeah, so a three-man independent panel, uh, all cleared city. One of the members of that independent panel was chosen by UEFA. Uh, the panel said, City, we're not guilty of this thing that the Premier League were or are currently now accusing them of. So that gives me a little bit of confidence that City are either unbelievably rich and can pay off an entire independent sporting panel, or they are actually running a good business and uh, the numbers are just true. The, you know, the second thing that I do just want to, uh, bring up here is uh, that a lot of the evidence that is being presented by the Premier League is coming from the, again, the Der Spiegel leaks, which were illegally obtained documents, uh, you know, done by hacking cities, uh, you know, communications. Um, those don't hold up particularly well in a, in a court of law, if you really think about it. Um, you got your evidence illegally. Um, and yeah, I, I think that this is going to be city's chance to really say that uh, we're not cooking the books. We're legit. And you're just going to have to accept it. Um, can, I, can I ask a question? Um, you, you say CAS is not a court, but then you're using it as a court of law where there's only one person who is practiced in law on well, this panel of three individual quote-unquote private people right that's just sus to me that's just that i mean yeah i, I would rather there were more people that were practiced in law i city don't pick the panel the premier league does it's, i, it's I in know their rule book i not, don't not like cities. that i i'm yeah. not saying that city's like putting that forward i'm just saying i don't i don't like that system and i know that practices in a actual in an actual court of law differ very drastically in the uk than they do in the u.s 
Well, I don't so, think this is technically a like court of law. That was probably a little bit of a misspeak so, on my part. Well, that's that's something to be cognizant of when you're talking about referencing them being cleared in the past and they're using the same case and and same information in a new case. So that could go against you if it's presented in a different manner now. They've had time to prepare. They have time to really pin City in a situation where they're looking at the information they have at hand now three years later. It may be three different people that haven't handled this case, whoever is appointing them. Well, one of the people on the panel is a known Arsenal fan, which I'm not a super huge fan of either. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Not a super big fan of that. So, you know, I don't think City are cut and dry out of the out of the out of the shit yet well no there's a whole legal process to go through for for this whole thing but i am confident in my club and i don't think that they've done everything the wrong way i think there's probably shady stuff that happened behind the scenes just like there's probably shady stuff going on behind the scenes at everywhere at chelsea just like there is shady stuff going on behind the scenes at liverpool and united and juventus and barcelona and real madrid and all of these other top clubs i don't think that any club in the world is completely free and clear of no financial tweaking or weird ways to approach players etc 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 um i will say just you know when you said they've had time to prepare this case i actually think they are a little ill prepared the first statement they put out city had to contact them and tell them that the charges in the statement were We're not what they charged them with and they had to re redo the statement so there's that um also and I'm going to put my blue tinfoil hat on right now, and I'm just going to preface that with this. Um, it feels a little convenient that City are the only club of the top six clubs in England that are in favor of England's proposed white paper to put an independent regulator in football. Only club in favor of, the, of that. And then three days, or what, you know, the same day, that they announced that the white paper on independent regulation of sport for football in England is being delayed by three days. Now the Premier League decide to put out this statement and start investigating City and announce that they're making big on all these claims. To me, it feels a little bit like political posturing by the league to say, you don't need to police us, we can do it. And that's just my blue tinfoil hat on for just a second. Fast forward two days and the Super League's back too. So that's Real Madrid. I and it, you know, I, we can talk about that after the. We will, stuff, but, but I'm the, just, I'm just saying, there's a lot of political stuff going on in the game of football right now. Well, no Premier League club can say yes to the Super League because of the agreement they signed after the original one was disbanded. If they say yes, they're never allowed in the Prem again. Yeah, I mean, also maybe, the maybe, supporter groups. Maybe just Man like City's saying yes and bowing out. Uh, I don't think so. I think they'd rather be in the no. Premier League. They, they'll make more money in the Premier League. Premier League um, is the Super League. We've talked about it. Yeah. It's, it's a, so here's my closing statement, and then we and we can move on, or, or Josh and Mitch can do whatever they want. And this is, uh, <laughs> in, in all seriousness, this is this is me 
being as neutral as I can about this whole situation. Uh, if Cindy are guilty, they truly deserve whatever punishment that they received. If they cooked the books, if they legitimately cheated, you know, and 115 of these counts, you know, 100, except whatever. If they cheated, they deserve it. And uh, as a fan of the club, I just have to kind of accept that and hope that we now moving forward do the right thing. Um, uh, but, you know, say what you want. The statement from CAS and the UEFA case is more or less the same exact thing uh, that the Premier League is presenting, and they won that one. So I'm going to ride with the club that I chose to support uh, no matter what. Uh, if they get relegated to League Two, it'll be a lot cheaper to go see them, and Holland will score 700 goals. And, and you know, that's that. Josh, we going to the parade? Yeah. <laughs> The open open top buses, baby. The open top buses for our second Premier League title. My guy Lucas Leva on Twitter thinking asking asking the public if he's a Premier League champion. I love that move. Um I don't know. We we had to do make this a little bit light at least. I mean <laughs> how many players do you think you'd lose, Pat, if you got relegated? Who oh fucking lose? all of them, dude. It would be a youth team and Vincent Company would be the manager. It, it would it, be it would be insane. pretty funny. And it would at least you got Rico Lewis. Honestly, it would Rico be, Lewis, I think, we'd have Phil Foden still, I bet. Uh, Cole Palmer would finally get to start. We'd bring back Liam DeLapp. Company would come. The memes that came out of this, though, just to, to end it on, the memes that came out of this have been great. Phenomenal. Great. Yeah. Oh, my. I have been in tears. Like, the Coach K going into the locker room meme, and it, it's uh, the caption was uh, Mancini walking back in the dressing room to replay that FA Cup final against Wigan from 2013. <laughs> Dude, that, that shit is funny and I you know I, I like it's it's been a term tumultuous time as a city fan but uh I'm, I'm confident in my club and i don't i don't think we i don't really think we cheated i think we maybe did some underhanded stuff at the beginning of the time but i think more or less we have been doing it correctly you know since like 2012 yeah maybe the stuff with the mancini is true probably is true that's a little unfortunate we're gonna get a big fine for that if we, if we get deducted points we get deducted points but i think overall City have been run seventy percent clean. The, since me, the, the meme, the, uh, takeover. the the classic Snapchat of uh, Solo and he scored last year in the last game of the season, and it's like Mans thought he won the league. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. and they put that on Aguero. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's been funny. It's been fun. I've been laughing at all of them. They've been really good. Uh, besides the uh, Aguero, Aguero winning the league, Pat. I think for you as a City fan, I think you getting promoted would be a better moment than any of your league victories. Nah, that, for you as a fan, topic. like the fuck, that, like if you got relegated and then promoted, the fuck you, like we're back in the prem. I think would be such a top tier fan moment for you. That oh, would be that would, he would be, be ins, he would be insufferable. We're fucking back, baby, and then we're gonna win it on the crackback. We're That's gonna what get I'm saying. Back you up, would be worse. Juve and just win the league again. You yeah. would be worse than if you won the league. It would it would be awful. I, I, I that would be all be able to be friends. I wouldn't be able to be friends with them anymore. Yeah, you would. Shut up. Nah, I wouldn't be able to even look him in the face. I I think this whole thing is going to be interesting. And again, it, it's it's going to be a, a multi-year thing. People that are thinking it's going to be as quick as the Juve one, it, it's just not. I think this is going to go on for quite a long time. City are going to do everything they can to make sure that whatever the outcome is, it is like proven to every, every T is crossed, every I is dotted. City are going to make sure that no matter what the outcome is, it, it's the 100% correct one they're gonna do everything in their power to prove their innocence and i'm, I'm gonna back my club I, I don't think we're i don't think we're guilty 
You need to start tipping extra at the zoo to get that ESPN Plus membership. <laughs> <laughs> I already have it. Uh, Bird, give me the Roku remote and sign it in. <laughs> Uh, it's too good to pass on. Yeah, that's uh, and, and that's that. That's my two cents as a city fan, and uh, I'm I'm kind of expecting to get cooked on the socials for this when Josh inevitably, uh, just takes the ten seconds of me saying city are not guilty and makes that the Instagram clip. But uh, I'm ready I, for it. The I can't wait. We got was good on the last one, so keep I can't it coming. Wait to I can take it all. I can't wait to revisit this take, regardless of how it turns out. I can't wait to see what Pat's opinion on the matter rests at. Well, my opinion on the matter is if we're guilty, we deserve it. And that it's probably well, going to well, stay the no, same. No, like just I, w- I can't wait to see how you react after the verdict comes out. I'm either going to be really, really sad, but I'll equally excited that I'm going to get to see City, or I'm going to be insufferable for like a week. Yeah. Like, don't talk. If you're talking about football with me for seven don't days after it. this verdict comes out and we're and we're not guilty, just don't. We might need just to don't. just we, we we might need to just give Pat a full episode to himself in black and white. Just let him talk. Yeah, that'd be good. That that's that's content, baby. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, that's the city stuff. Do you guys want to want to take an out of bat? Want to want to stay out of bounds? I guess that was like uh, definitely a not on the pitch thing. But you want to stay out of bounds and tuck into these outside the lines topics that Josh has got down here for us. Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. I also shout out my notes. Uh, I mislabeled my own segment. Mm. Also, for those of you that didn't know, uh, Josh sends over the notes ahead of time. And he saw that I was in the notes doc starting my little, my notes for this segment. And before I could start typing, Josh, uh, he typed up, uh, several things, knowing that they would piss me off. Um, <laughs> and I wonder if I can, I can't go back and revert it to I don't think the so. Old thing, but I join in and he's typed, he's his typed Man City or Cheaters, thoughts on away at Charlton Athletic. Um, I wrote something about Lucas Leva too. Something about is Lucas Leva a Premier League champion? I think that was something about uh, no trophies. Um, and then something about when is the open top parade for Liverpool's yeah. two Premier League titles. So, <laughs> priorities. Yeah. Okay. Out of bounds. We're going to switch gears, go a little lighter here. Um, three three pretty fun topics. Uh, last one's a bit more serious, but uh, this first one is fun. Because mentioned chat GBT last week. It's just like, oh, I mean, the talk of the town. Uh, and I can't stop playing with it, basically. I just ask it hypothetical questions most of the time to which it can't answer. Um, but I did ask it the best starting lineup in soccer of all time. So I, I thought we would uh, have some some discussion, some debate about this. I noticed some tactical flaws. Uh, first one, they, they picked Lev Yashin as the goalkeeper. Mm. You can't pick a guy wearing a hat from the 50s as your goalie. I'm sorry. I mean, for me, it's Neuer. I think Neuer is the greatest, the best goalie of all time. I disagree really? with Chad, Chad GPT. I, I would, oh, yeah. I, I, I think would, Neuer is the goat. I would put uh, Casillas in that list. Probably, probably Jersey Dudek for me. Big Jersey is on the list. <laughs> Kidding. Goalie Gold, is a little bit list. of a tough one. They're they're a little bit generational. Uh, the who the guy? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, that's so embarrassing. I can't name it off the top of my head. The scorpion kick guy. Higita. Yeah. 
the man. Um, defenders will go across the back line. Uh, I mean, just a weird formation. I think this is right back. Paolo Maldini. For me, he's the best defender of all time. Um, Franco Baresi, another AC Milan ledge. Never watched him play. Uh, uh, Roberto Carlos. They have it as here, Carlos Alberto Torres, which is super confusing. Mm-hmm. And then Cafu at right back. Well, they have a lot of right backs, I feel like. Maldini used to play right back. Yeah. The- Maldini was a journeyman. He could play anything. He could play anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's uh, their back line. No, that, that That's a solid back line. You have Cafu with the pace. My maybe controversial take, maybe this is like recency bias or it'll, it'll date me to when I started watching football. I think you have to put Ramos back there. Yeah, probably as much as I hate him. Uh, I think you I think, have to. Center back that's, is tough though, because there's a lot that, of a lot of good ones. Yeah, but Ramos, Ramos is, is more a, of a generational pick though. Like, he's a, absolutely, he's got everything to back it up though, man. He's got like six Champions Leagues. He's won a few yeah. La Ligas. He's got a World Cup. He's got a Euro. Yeah. Highest scoring defender of all time, or center back of all time, or Champions League history, something like that. He's does he have the brutal. red card record in La Liga? Yes. Okay. I, I I think Ramos is the, for me the best center back I have ever seen play is Sergio yeah. Ramos. On to the midfield. Um, we have a midfield for uh, Diego Maradona, undeniable. Yep. Um, Michelle Plantini, French. I've never seen him play in my life. Yeah, nope. more known for his corrupt roles in FIFA than anything else. Mm. Uh, Zenedine Zidane, another unarguable yeah. one, and Johan Cruyff. So, get Platini out of there for Iniesta, and I'll I'll let it go. And then up front we have Messi, Ronaldo, and Pele. Which Ronaldo? Cristiano. That's a good All question, right, yeah. though. I mean, without injuries, I think R nine is in there. I don't know yeah, if he gets but- in. You look, you look at the longevity factor, and, and you look at, you know, everything. Yeah, CR7 is – is he he should be there. I'm just trolling. So you know where the tactical flaw in, is in this whole formation, right? There's no Joe Allen anywhere in the midfield. Yeah, shout-out Joe Allen, my man retiring, an absolute legend. Uh, no, they named a 12-man squad. They named a 4-4-3. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, they did. Four Wait. defenders, four midfielders, and the front three. I thought that was funny. That uh, just get Platini even... out of the team, and bam, yeah. I, it's perfect. I, I did get think it was out. pretty funny. Named a that is, I didn't even. I didn't even catch that. I wouldn't be totally. I honest. didn't even. I didn't even think twice. It was interesting. I was playing around. I was asking if Jurgen Klopp was going to get the sack. Uh, he might. Doesn't do well with hypothetical questions, though. So. Ugh. Anyway, that was a, that was a fun little couple minutes. Um, next outside or out of bounds topic: uh, Messi's brother disrespects Barcelona. Came out in the in the tabloids with a, a statement saying that no one knew Barcelona before Messi, and no one cares after. Uh, he since came back and kind of corrected himself, saying Catalonia is a second home. But uh, I did think it was pretty funny, and I kind of Pat as someone who is a La Liga watcher. Um, how true do you think that statement is? Because I don't think it's like... It's not... I don't think it's that true, all things considered. I mean, Barca were like one of the great, like, legendary teams of the 90s, like those Cruyff teams uh, that, you know, they won before him. They won a Champions League a couple years before his debut. They won one with him. 
in like 06, I think it was. Um, I mean, they're top of La Liga now, so clearly they're finally getting on well without him. I mean, yeah, I, I think the statement that nobody cares about them after, it's not that nobody cares about them, but it's certainly like they lost a lot of those fans like me that only cared about Barcelona because Lionel Messi played for them. I have no reason to root for that club anymore now that Messi's not there. And I think that rings a little more true than the whole, like, nobody cares about them now thing. I just think they lost a lot of their, like, neutral, not neutral fans, but, like, the team Messi is no longer also team Barcelona. Right. And that, that fan base is rabid and insane. Yeah. I kind of, I don't know, I, I do see, I think from a club perspective, like how big the club is, I do think Messi had a lot to do with that in the 2000s. Oh, yeah, their modern success is 100%. It's yeah. it's Messi. They don't win nearly as much as they did in, you know, the, the most recent era, in the current era of football, if Messi wasn't at that club. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if what he's saying is like the performance, but I think it's like, uh, I think he's talking just how big the club is. Which I don't think is like that out of pocket. But, no, know. I don't think it's that outrageous to say, but I, I think discrediting what they did before him is a little wild because they were still pretty huge prior to Messi's in introduction to the scene. I think Messi certainly like blew them up in the modern era and kind of Absolutely. helped build them to the super club status they are today. Yeah. And my last topic was uh, going back to the World Cup, actually. So now that the USA has like a joint bid with Canada and Mexico, I feel like that's just every World Cup from now on is going to be a joint bid. Uh, just how it is. I think in 2030, we have England, Scotland doing one, um, as well as Greece, Saudi Arabia, and Egypt are going to rumored to put one in. Um, Greece is hesitant about it. Saudi Arabia offered to build every single stadium in their country if they would join the bid. Um and I already am getting ominous feelings that this is going to be the the destiny in 2030. Yeah, that's what it feels like, especially with Ronaldo playing there now. Um, they're going to use him as an ambassador of football for Saudi Arabia in 2030. You know for a fact that Egypt is going to have Salah be an ambassador of football for them, for them to host a World Cup. And then Greece is just kind of like along for the ride. Um, yeah, it feels likely. I don't... Mm. Qatar was so good, but the stuff around it wasn't. So that's kind of why I'm a little weird about Saudi Arabia hosting it. Um, yeah, it doesn't need to doesn't need to be there, really. In my opinion. Yeah, it, it's just the all the controversy and stuff that surrounds the country as a whole makes it difficult for me to totally get behind this. I love a Greece World Cup. That would be so cool. Greece and Egypt would be a, a nice that'd be a nice spot to visit for the World Cup. Mm. Um, that was the outside the bounds topic. I, I'm uh, I'm down to do a quick little just like rehash of the the past week. I've got too. I've got one for for out of bounds that Go we briefly mentioned but didn't really get a chance to touch on, and that was the new proposal for the European Super oh, League. Yeah. Yes. Sixty to eighty teams, multiple divisions, no permanent members, and a minimum of fourteen games per club per season. Imagine playing seventy nine games in a in a year. Seventy nine if you play every single match of every single competition you're eligible for. Mitch, we get it. Liverpool did it once. Relax. Fuck that. <laughs> I 
I uh, my my two cents on this is like, I don't like it. I don't want it to happen, but it's better than how they tried it the first time. So this one feels more likely than the other one to actually happen. The devs really listen to the player base. Yeah, they, the devs really listen to the player feedback, and we're getting a Super League 2.0 patch. It sucks. I mean, it's Pat said, yeah, it is better than the last time, but like, they're basically just proposing the European format that we currently have, just with a little bit more games. Like, we already have the Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League. And the Conference what is League, different? yeah. So it's like, you just propose the old format, I don't know. The Champions League is obviously doing something new. It's going to be a weird um, new format here in a couple years. It's whatever. It's all based in greed. I'm not saying UEFA's any better, but I don't need fucking Real Madrid and Barcelona being at the front of this. We have to remember that they need us as Premier League fans more than we need them. Uh, mm. That's why they're trying to do this. People, young kids especially, on Twitter, the ones I always complain about, they're the ones that are going to start getting behind this because they want something different and new and go with the the Champions League, the allure. You'll never beat it. You'll never beat mm. it. I can't tell you. I know I know it's playing FIFA, whatever, but I can't tell you a more genuinely happy reaction than when I packed my first ever Champions League card and you hear the Champions League walkout music for your own shit on a game i can't imagine what it's like for somebody to realize that the champions league is the only option the only option i don't get why it's an even a thought they're taking two fistfuls of shit right it's one one person one entity fighting it itself let's keep throwing piles of shit at the crowd and see which one sticks harder yeah I, yeah, I really I genuinely do like despise Real Madrid and Barcelona too. So it's, I just could not be more against this. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. I appreciate them going back to the drawing board and trying to be more inclusive with it to like fight. And clearly, it's them trying to like fight the whole like it's bad for grassroots football. It doesn't include enough teams. Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. But like ultimately. Like what like Mitch said, we don't need 14 more games. We don't need the possibility of almost 80 games in, uh, you know, like a, a regular club season. Like it's not good for the players. It's it. it I, I think it'd just be burnout for the fans. No one needs to see those. You know, every single time. Like it, it takes away from like watching that Champions League draw and being like, oh shit, it's PSG Real Madrid this round. It's gonna be sick. It's like. Oh, uh, so this is the fucking eighth time we've seen this because they're in the same super league group, you know. It, or or those... you miss 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 out on your share of upsets in the the opening match. Right. Yeah. It's it's just it it doesn't need it just doesn't need to happen. It just doesn't and need to happen. As if we need fourteen games to really tell if Real Madrid is better than Sheriff Tierspol. Yeah. Exactly. That's it's just it's unnecessary. We 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 don't need to play the six games home and away between any of these guys you know it's just it's unnecessary it's bad for the players i don't like i don't like it none of us like it the main stand is against the european super league fuck all that noise yeah i sign on that um just quick quick hitters again uh we're already pretty deep in the app here but uh just some recap on last week uh harry kane top scorer 
uh, for Spurs, did it against Man City in a, a big win. So that was kind of a double whammy for you, Pat, losing to Spurs, which I think you were expecting. You did call it. Um, anything to add there? We looked fucking terrible. Yeah, it wasn't, we a, great, it wasn't a great fucking game. Bad, dude. That was a stinky-ass game. It was a tough watch. Bad performance. Yeah. Scabby Harry Kane goal. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Uh, but fun fact: guess the guess the common denominator for every single uh, game we've dropped points this season. Guess who started? Grealish. Bernardo Silva. Oof! A man you've stuck behind diligently. A guy never like puts in a foot the wrong way. Say last year that was true. I think that was true last week for you. <laughs> Did I say that last? Somebody check the tapes. Tell me if I said that last we'll week. Wind it back. Yeah. Uh, I know it for sure it was a last year take. Well, yeah, because he was fucking brilliant yeah. last year. He, he he wants to leave, man. He plays. He's playing like a guy who does not want to be here. Speaking of midfields who don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, quick, I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, Liverpool, yeah, got beat by Wolves 3-0. For the people who Not say coming. it's our midfield or it's Henderson or whatever, we could start whatever fucking midfield combination you want and we would lose. We are just shit right now, and it's not the midfielders. It's just yeah, everyone. I, I promise you fucking LeBron is making Space Jam 3, but it's a soccer movie right now, and all of the players' skills have been stolen. I don't know... I can't look to a single person to put in a clean tackle when it's needed, a clean interception when it's needed, uh, a solid pass when it's needed. And uh, Harvey Elliott's the only one that scored a fucking goal for us in the last two months. So there's no production up top either. We're riddled with injuries. We've had too much rotation, too much change. I'm tired of people saying Mane is the reason of our downfall, too. If I hear no. one more person say that, if we had Louis Diaz, who we haven't had for what, like all but three games this year, he does the exact same thing as Mane. He leads the press. He can dribble inside. He can give it the ball off to Salah and take the pressure off. Uh, injuries have plagued us up front. Uh, we have Jota back. Van Dyke's back in training. Firmino's back in training. So who knows? Maybe we'll go into Madrid and pull off a, a crazy upset. I'm I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it's we win the Champions League and finish in eighth place, and we still make it for next year. Sign Jude and all as well. Makes me uh, want to throw up thinking that's the path that we need. That that's the path we want. I have two questions for you guys. One yeah. of them is a lot less heavy than the other. Both of them suck. Top four. Any hope of top four this year for you guys? Are absolutely shocked. I'm not going to say absolutely chalk because I thought it was absolutely chalked last year and we came back. I thought the league was chalked last year. We came back from a crazy deficit. Um, it's pretty slim, but I wouldn't say fully out. I would say you. I'm on my hands and knees, knees praying for Europa League. All right. Uh, next one. This is the heavier one. Um, and it, it kind of segues into the the preview for the Mer Merseyside Derby on Monday. Um if you guys lose to Everton, could Klopp get sacked? No, Klopp could lose every game this season he wouldn't get sacked because Bill Shankly went seven years without a trophy. Seven years and Liverpool fans stuck behind him. Uh our best manager ever. They should do you the same with Klopp. You don't think with the the fickleness of modern day football and 
everything that's kind of surrounding these top managers, the pressure to win the not Chelsea model that's being imposed on clubs, but just kind of like the, the way in which Chelsea are doing things. And a lot of clubs are doing things now. You don't think there's a little bit of added pressure on Klopp to perform. Then you, you don't, you think he could lose this game to Everton and all would be well still. Yeah. I mean, I would get rid of Mo Salah, Van Dyke, Allison before I got rid of Klopp. I, if you look at two, I don't, I don't think there's any threat of him like getting sacked because it took a, a fried chicken and beer party for <laughs> John Henry to get rid of Terry Francona back in the day. He's usually pretty, you know, faithful with man. Alex Cora cheated and he brought him back. <laughs> I mean, when you're, when you're talking about John Henry, he's not like the most trigger happy person when it comes to firing people. So no, he's trigger happy at getting rid of people. He, he won't uh, never get rid of Klopp. I don't think uh, players. Yeah. Players. I'm- sure. I was just curious where uh, where you guys stood on that. No, and I cannot. I, I don't. Th- I don't. I mean, it, it hasn't even crossed my mind. I. I mean, I'm more leaning towards um, burning books than I am getting rid of Klopp. Um, if if I want to lean on something to get frustrated with, we'll, I guess we'll try the book now because nothing else has worked at this point. Um, I don't know, man. I just I think we're we're too confused. I think just every every day for the last week, the only shit I've seen from from our club is one one post about a loss and then just fist fucking the LeBron James merch down our throats. And it's it feels so disingenuous to be where we are as a club right now and we're focusing on LeBron James who just became the the all-time points leader like i get it it's a great achievement he's a part owner of our club and we're putting out a great merchandise line maybe it's going to fund june bellingham if that's how we're cooking our books great buy the fucking kits but it's the last thing i want to be focused on if i'm a liverpool fan right now i want to see i want to see our club being the liverpool of 2018-19 it's just it's so frustrating having this talent just go to waste everybody forgetting it seems like how to play fucking football we'll see i don't know i'm less frustrated by the lebron stuff i obviously that was a timed release with the waiting for him to break the record so it's like it's just unfortunate that that's when it had to happen but uh, it's whatever i mean you have to post something on social media i I get it i get it but it's just fucking it's the last thing i want to see when when yeah. we're getting kicked in the balls by lower mid table teams yeah i mean it's tough right now but yeah to answer pat's question no on co-op i mean we'll we'll ride it out i'm fully confident i do i don't i don't know if we're going to win though against everton against Dyche. I mean, come on. No. New manager Dyche bounds. Is Dyche, I don't, new manager bounds and Dyche is like Klopp's kryptonite. I mean, he's talk about someone who can get in Klopp's head. I, I, there's no confidence in me anymore until I'm shown something other than 8 1 to a, a team that's getting relegated. I, 
Could, it's hard to watch. It's could, hard to watch. Could be worse. At one point, not too many years ago, it was six one against Stoke. So, fuck Josh. I I was I was talking to my buddy Drew that I went to college with today, and it's like I I feel like I was seeing better offensive buildup out of Rogers three four three. Like seriously, it's so hard to watch. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> the main stand will live another week. Season 2, episode 25. I think that does it for the boys. Aaron, mm-hmm. the grievances. Rest in peace to Jesse Marsh, too. We'll see you in uh, oh, yeah. U.S. Men's National Team camp in a couple of months. I'm wearing my Leeds kit. Come to Minnesota United. Take over the loons. Nah, we we need him at the, the U.S. Men's National Team. Mm. We need him. I Genuinely. Guess. Yeah, I think, I think that's an episode, though. Uh I'm ready for you all to to cook me on social media about the city stuff. So cook the blue. I welcome prep, it. If you can actually piss hat. me off, I'll give you a sticker. <laughs> Emmanuel Reynoso, if you're listening to this, please come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you pistol whip me. Okay. Episode 25. That's, that's the main stand. Getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs>